Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. So, MG and I like to bring you our experience, strength, and hope in multiple programs every week. And um, we try to, you know, I, I, I probably say this every week, but it's easy to stay sober in a meeting. It's a little bit different work, home relationships grocery store airplane freeway (laughs) just out in the world out in the world right and I like to say that I don't know how to keep anybody else sober I just have found out what works for me and so we encourage you to find your path and find what works for you as well so that you can ultimately what I like to think you know be of service to others be of service to God and we, you know, both of us use a multitude of modalities, modalities to, yeah, to to continue our spiritual growth and sustain sobriety. And um, you know, it includes includes twelve step programs. And I practice a lot of law of attraction and um, tapping, and MG does too. And so there's you'll hear little bits and pieces of, but most of it is about you know just being able to stay sober yeah so um today we want to talk about loss and grief um last week i put down my beloved companion betty and i was just telling mg she came to me um it was a little over 13 years ago she was a five-month-old puppy and um it was February, and she just ran up in my yard. I was renting a little house in the Heights, and um, she ran under my car, actually. And I went like this. I, I Was that a cat or a dog? And I went, and she came running up. And I uh, brought her in the house. She spent the night and then took her to the pound to Caps the next day. And I couldn't get over it. And I was explaining to MG, I was... Both my daughter and I we were just like distraught. I don't even, I don't really have this word to describe this emotion. I just felt heavy and wrong. So I went to an AA meeting that I don't usually go to on a Saturday night. And I was just sitting there listening. I'm like, I'm not going to share in here. I don't know any of these people. And um, they were talking about the gifts of God, the gifts that they had received. And I thought, oh shit. God gave me a gift and I took it to the pound (laughs) and so um, I called the pound and went back a few days later and brought her home and she's been with me for ever since and just to our listeners let me tell you that this dog was a truly special dog she was so loving and so gentle and she was a big pit bull looking type of dog I don't know if she was a full pit or what she was but she had that massive jaw. Like, she could have She killed. had a big old head. She had a big old head, and it was like a force to be reckoned with. And this dog, I mean, seeing Elizabeth's grandchildren just pull on her, it was like she had the soul of a Labrador. She was just, you know, completely gentle and just sweet and just wanted to be by you, be near you, what's going on with you. And just was a best sweet companion and would always, when I would go over to see Elizabeth at her house, Betty would be there to greet me and love on me and, and she was just the best. 
I, I don't think that there's anyone that ever met her that didn't love her. No, I don't, you know. I, I will say this much. So, um, one of the things that Betty, um, I noticed with Betty is I sponsored a lot of women in those 14 years. And many, many, many of them came to my home and sat on the couch. And the ones that um, let Betty in stuck. And the ones that didn't, didn't. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And Betty was a very gentle soul. Betty was... So one of the things that um, in the first... I don't know, week or so of my relate developing my relationship with Betty. Um, so my qualifier came over, and mm. I, I think it was just a few days I'd had her. And we went into the bedroom and shut the door, and we're laying on the bed. He's like trying to take my clothes off and kiss, and I'm like, Betty's on the outside of my bedroom door going. And she won't stop. And she keeps doing, and I can't concentrate. And I'm like, just like, and I start thinking like, what am I doing? I, I don't want to be here. I'd much rather have the dog in and, and him leave. So I got up, opened the door, let Betty in. She jumped on the bed. He got dressed and left. And that's the last time I really ever like had that kind of contact with him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Betty chased him away. That's right. <laughs> You know, God does for us sometimes what we can't do for ourselves, sometimes in the form of a dog. Yes. And she really did um, contribute to my sobriety. Um, you know, I started, I, I had to walk her, you know, two or three times a day in the beginning. She was a puppy. And um, so that, you know, it, it, she just really, my having my attention on her really helped you know, with the withdrawal process. Sure, and, sure, sure, sure. You know, and I kind of like started it, but I had fits and stops, you know, and see them mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. get another 30 days. And then, you know, I was probably a year of that. And mm -hmm. then um, when she came, it, it was when that was when it really, no more. Do you think that God knew that you needed someone like that? Just someone just to love you and be in bed with you and someone that you could pet and love on and she was a lover she would just like scooch right up to you and like just you know stick on me like yeah. glue whenever I was staying there and taking care of her yeah she was like you know I'm here and I do um you know and, and this is one of the things that I noticed that I miss about her is um that she loved me I, I did love her and I miss her, you know, and I miss her presence, but I also miss that, yes. her loving me. Yes. Right. You more than anyone else. I know me. she loved your daughter. I know she I loved mean, your she, son. Yes. But, yeah. But you were the one. But that, she knew I was her master. You right. Know, she knew we were, we had, you know, That's it right. was me and her. That's right. And, um, yeah. And I miss, you know, I, I, I. I don't know how else to say it. I miss somebody loving me like that. You know, like Betty was my person, you know. <laughs> she was a dog, yes, I get that. I'm not making her a person, but she was my person. Right. Well, I had a kitty cat like that, and my kitty cat just was, I was the tea for her. She was just like, you know, uh, she loved me and didn't care for anybody else very much, and, 
you know, just when I came home, she was so happy to see me. And there is something really special about that. And I think that having these pets in our lives bring us so many lessons and you let yourself be loved. You went and got her. You knew this was wrong, that this was a gift from God. I knew, I knew when I was sitting in that meeting and I heard those words, I was like, oh God, I got a gift and I took it to the pound. And it was like, I I just had this picture of myself like throwing it in the trash and I was like, I better go get it. You know, I just need to go get it. I need that gift. You know, there's more into it than I think. And, you know, she was a lot of responsibility, you know, walking her twice two or three times a day however you know the vet and and food and all of that stuff but um there it just I don't know how long it took but it just became part of my life and it wasn't you know I never looked at it as like a burden or a responsibility it was you know just what I did well and I think having a companion like an animal you know, there's someone in our program, uh, you know, Joy, she has a bird. She's got a beautiful bird, and that bird is her dear friend. And having these animals that we can love in our life, that love us, I think are very important. You know, for me, I don't want to get a cat permanently because, you know, money and, you know, litter box and things like that. But the time that I did have with my kitty cat, it was just a very, very special time. And the loss of letting her go was a deep loss. And people, you know, talk on Facebook. They're like, they they honor that. I mean, you know, you lost a dear friend. And it's going to be probably a while before you're going to start healing from that. And you're functional. You're going to work. Right. I'm not like, but, you know, there's, it's so interesting. There's two other women at work that recently had to put their dogs down as well. And, um... We were standing in the middle of the newsroom, all three of us with tears in our eyes. You know, it it's not debilitating me and making me so that I can't function. But I do think this is the biggest loss that I have suffered in my life. You know, the, the thing that I was closest to. And that loved me so deeply, you know. Well, and that's so interesting because you lost your mother this year. It is, and it's a lot harder than losing my mom. You know, my mom had Alzheimer's, and, you know, she was going downhill, and I think I'd kind of, like, let go of my mom. You knew. Yeah, I knew that she was going to die, you know. And you didn't see her every day, and and you didn't didn't have to love on her every day. I didn't have to care for her, and that probably would have been different, you know. Yeah. But this was more for me like losing a child, you know, losing Betty. I guess the, you know, her dependence on me, and she trusted me. You know, she trusted me wholly. Right. She let me cut her nails, you know. The only thing Betty wouldn't let me do was blow dryer. She was afraid of the blow dryer. <laughs> I think if she ever really let me, she would have loved it because she yeah. loved warm. Yeah. You know, she loved yeah. warm air, yeah. warm. She loved the sunshine. Right. But, um, yeah, that's the only... And I didn't try because I was not about to... Dominate um, her in that get, way. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to be scared. Sure. You know? Yeah. 
And that's probably why she trusted you. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about like dealing with this loss because I've noticed like, um, for for me, it's I've been I have a lot of clarity and I can see um, sort of how I'm going through this. So the the first three days, um, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I really I I think I was depressed. Like I just. I, like the wind was kicked out of my sails, you know. I woke up Wednesday and realized I felt better. And I didn't feel... I still was sad and missed her, but I didn't feel... Ugh. Yeah. So, um, I left Wednesday. <laughs> I left work Wednesday. And I had an interview planned for 8 p.m. And I knew it. And I scheduled the interview. And I was like, I'm not going to go to yoga tonight. I'm going to go home and do these things and then have my interview. Well, I got home and I told you the story. I needed to go to the bathroom really quick. I, had, I was like, you know, I need to go bad. So I rush in the house and I run in the bathroom and I sit down and I look at the door and remembered that Betty came into the bathroom every time I was in there. You know, not 99.9% of the times, every time. Even in the middle of the night, she would come in there. Even when she, it was the middle of the night she was asleep in the other bedroom, she would still come in when I went and um, I would think she couldn't hear me but she still heard me and um, she wasn't there and I started to cry and I realized like I miss her following me around and I miss her coming into the bathroom with me and I don't check it on you I don't know what happened but I that was probably like maybe 6 or 7 p.m. it's probably about 7 I forgot all about the interview. I just forgot. <laughs> it just went out of my mind. It was like that whole like, you know, feeling of grief over the dog. Um, it just overcame everything else. And, in you know, luckily the, the girl that I was going to interview with, she was very understanding. I was like, I, just, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I apologize. I forgot. Um... But I want to allow myself to do that. I want to allow um, myself to cry when I need to. And I want to, um, you know, I called my sister who had to put down a dog too. And she said, talk about her, look at pictures of her, you know, remember her, cry when you need to. And so I have um, quite a few pictures on Facebook and I just go and look at them. There's one where I'm looking at her really close up uh, the pictures really and she really liked take me taking selfies you know because I would get really close to her face <laughs> but I really like that one because it's just like it's so close up and her eyes like are just looking at me and um I just look at that and talk to her and yeah tell her I miss her and I'm probably a crazy dog lady but um so I just want to allow myself to be able to experience that grief um you know people tell me to well you could get another dog and you know um some of my family members are like you know just you could get another dog you could have one of ours and I you know I may borrow and all dog sit but I really want to um honor the memory of that friend and get to the point where I'm not missing her so much yeah yeah 
Well, I think what you're doing is really healthy. And I think it speaks to like your long-term sobriety that you're going to opt for feeling your feelings and allowing the process to, to continue. And you're not trying to say, oh, I can't feel this feeling. I'm overwhelmed. I've got to go X, Y, and Z. I've got to go drink. I've got to go call the guy. I've got to get a new puppy. It's like this animal had an amazing effect on you. And the loss of it, you're allowing the loss, you're honoring the loss of it by feeling the separation and the grief of it. I mean, it's really beautiful in a way that you're allowing yourself this time. Well, and I I think of it this way, like I made the decision, you know. It was my decision to put her in the car and to take her to the vet and say, it's time. And so she never questioned it, you know. She didn't balk or she just went with me. And you were there the whole time? I was there the whole time, yeah. I laid, I sat on the floor with her, and she had her head in my lap when they gave her the first shot, and that was supposed to, like, put her to sleep, and and then they asked me to move her to the table, and I did that, and then the doctor came in, and they, you know, gave her the second one, and told me when she was gone, and so I made that decision, so this is my part, you know, it's my, my duty to feel the pain right and to be a responsible pet parent yeah and 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 let me just say that she lived a full and amazing life she did and and you were talking earlier about how that you you know were thinking about being sad about some of your decisions during her life and I can remember with my kitty cat like one of my next last qualifiers moved into my house and he had a dog and my cat did not like dogs and it was she had claws and it would be a full-on like battle and so I kept her and I had a big bedroom and a big bathroom but I kept her sequestered in my bedroom and bathroom for almost nine months and I feel badly about that 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 was like I feel like I owe an amends right to the to my kitty cat for you know letting this you know qualifier guy stay in the house so I mean we can't be perfect in our lives we can't be perfect parents we can't be perfect in any capacity whatsoever but I think that you know it sounds to me like you've gone back and done a little bit of an inventory about I have. I've looked at, you know, so one of the things that Betty loved to do, she liked to (laughs) run and be first. And so um, we spent a lot of time at the dog park throwing the ball and she would chase anything, the frisbee, the ball. And she loved men. She would, her favorite thing at the dog park was to find a guy with one of those things with the tent that threw the tennis balls Mm -hmm. she would like look around find that guy make a beeline for him and sit there (laughs) and then she would race his dog for the ball and beat the dog every time it didn't matter what dog it was she would beat him so she was very competitive and she wanted to be first and then she'd bring the dog ball back to him and drop the ball and wait for him to do it again she never dropped a ball for me i had to take it out of her mouth (laughs) but she would do you know and only at the dog park with men funny um 
She loved to go to the dog park and go chase the ball into the bayou. She loved that dirty old bayou, running mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And um, every morning we went for a walk together. Every In the beginning, it was every morning and every night. Towards the end of her life, it was every morning. And at the for the last, at least the last year, not at all, because she just couldn't, she couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. She couldn't yeah. walk. And that's the part that I feel bad about is that, like, I didn't know that all of that running and jumping and sliding and being first and that, you know, chasing the ball was going to create that type of, you know, wear and tear on her, on body. her, yeah. on her body, on her legs. Yeah. And so I, I do kind of feel bad for that. Oh my God, please but don't because she was living her fullest life. <laughs> there is that. And we did have fun, you know, that's right. we, and I remember that's like, a lesson. That's what one of the lessons that she should teach you is to live, live full out. Yeah. And it is, it's one of the, like I've started that list of one of the, and it is live fully. Like when she ate, <laughs> don't get your, don't get like, your hand near that food. It was, <laughs> she was just like, that's the, you know, I'm working. It was like her the, her most amazing one and a half minutes of her day was to eat that food, <laughs> gulp it down. And the same food. Yeah. Ugh. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. So, and in and our time together, you know, our time in the morning was very special. Um, we would drive over to the park, which was a few blocks from my house. And I, ne- I carried the leash, but I never put her on it. And I brought a bag for... Her dropping, and um, we would walk, go over to the park, and um, she knew the route. She knew how to go. She knew where she could go, and I walked around, and she did her thing, and we did that every morning. And even in those, when it was 29 degrees, we went, and I was like cursing her, God, oh, it's so freaking cold. But once we were out there, I actually loved it. And appreciated it and miss it, you know. Well, and that. that's another gift she got you. She got you out. She got you walking. She got you communing with nature. And other people because there was other, there was a some old guy that was always uh, picking up cans over there. And we talked every morning, you know. And if he wasn't there, I'd wonder where he was. And if I wasn't there, he wondered where I was, you know. He'd ask me, oh, I haven't seen you. Well, I went out of town, you know. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely. She got me out. She got me walking. She got me to appreciate that and to enjoy it. Other dogs. Um, I, I, you know, I do appreciate dogs. Like, to the, to the maximum, mm-hmm. I appreciate dogs. So what else did you do around, like, allowing yourself to feel the feelings around Betty? You just let yourself kind of be depressed you didn't try to get yourself out of it you just let yourself be and naturally you kind of came out of it after about three days I did and um the rest of the time I talk about her there's people at work that I can talk about her to um I called my sister and um on Wednesday actually and I talked to her and uh, we were talking about something else but then I I told her I said I need you to tell me I'm gonna be okay and you know it really helped it was very helpful to have that conversation and um you know to i look at pictures of her i journal i've been journaling every morning for years but right now my journaling is about her and how grateful i was for having her um for remembering all of the things that she gave me 
And um, so when it was really cold, one of the things I loved about Betty is I would be sleeping and she would stand over me and just stand there <laughs> until I lifted up the covers and let her crawl in and spoon me. And I, I love that, you know, I love that, you know, I want to be close to you. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be warm and I want to be close to you. Mm-hmm. So I love that she just stand over me and say that, you know, mm-hmm. let me in, you know, mm-hmm. I want to, that insistent, you know? Yeah. And Betty asked for what she wanted and, you know, I like that. I and like, she, and she told you what she didn't like, didn't like the hair dryer. No, mama, I don't like it. No. I don't like it. And no. Yes. And, um, so I, yeah, remembering those things and, um, when I do think that I hear her, I just tell her, I hear you. I know you're there. I was, when I got home on Saturday, um, that I was dog sitting Bailey and he was on my bed and, um, I was the only one home and I was putting clothes away and I heard the click click on the kitchen tile and I said, I hear you. I know you're here. So I just kind of like try to honor that, her presence and her spirit that she is here that she's close to me and I think ultimately is to remind myself that it was worth it I would do it again because the the time that we had was so rich and so full that you know yeah this part is challenging but it was worth it well, if she didn't mean anything to you, Elizabeth, you wouldn't be having this response. Right. If she was a surface animal or someone you didn't care about, you know, you would have, you might say, oh, that's sad. But you're in a deep grief right now. And she impacted you. And don't we all want to be loved like that? Right. Don't we all want to love like that? Well, and I do think too, MG, and I've written this many times this week that I realize the depth of our relationship and I think that the only way that I could really allow someone else in is to let Betty go because I think that like the way that we felt about each other it was like there wasn't room for someone else and I've never really thought that before but now that she's gone I, I do think that. Well, and I think they do understand maybe at a psychic level because my kitty passed away in June and I went to New York in August. And so it was like there was no way I could have gone to grad school and taken my and kitty taken cat. cat. She was very ill and she had leukemia. And so there wasn't I wasn't going to put her through that. I wouldn't move her. And... I mean, and I think that she realized that. And so I feel like she, like, you know, transitioned. Like, they know. And I feel like these pets come into our lives for, you know, I love that phrase, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Right. And, you know, Betty was with you for her whole lifetime. Right. So you did get a huge gift from God for that. And if, if anybody is so lucky enough to have a companion, it's worth the love. It's worth all of that. Because they bring so much into our lives. They do. 
They do. And I would encourage you, if you are thinking about it, to do it. I think it's a, you know, it it worked out for me. Well, especially if you're going through withdrawal. If you get a withdrawal <laughs> kitty or a yes. withdrawal puppy, that will definitely be something that can help you. It did take help you, me, definitely. Take you out of your own stuff for half a minute to take care of a, another creature right. on the planet. yeah. Not focus on yourself so much. Right, right. Well, thank you for letting me. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about my absolutely my own stuff. Yeah, it's a, a divine process, and it's a little bit of a primer, primer. I don't know how you say that word, but you know, preparing us for bigger losses out there in the world. And what I know, Elizabeth, is that you are going to live through it. You are living through it. You are going to be okay, and I am so proud of you for honoring the decision to like sit with the feelings and move through it without trying to medicate ourselves out of it. I remember one of the first meetings I went to, someone said, you know, we got some good news and we got some bad news. The good news is you get to feel your feelings, and the bad news is... You get to feel your feelings. You get to feel your feelings. You got the punchline, and you're allowing yourself to feel the feelings, and that's deep recovery right there. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, listeners. So if you want to send uh, Elizabeth some condolences, you can email us at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. And if you want to go to our Facebook page, you can do that. You can. It's at Sober Sisters Talk on. It's a business page. And if you want, and all of our podcasts are there. They're not all about grief and loss. So please, <laughs> if this one was too heavy for you, listen to another one. Yeah. Um, but um, you can read all, you can see all of them there. And um, if you subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, then you'll know when we do a new one. You'll get a notification. And um, you can also go to our webpage, www.sobersisterstalk.com. So keep listening. Thank you guys for buying.